You're listening to the Leadership Jam Session Podcast, the place where you'll get to hear leaders at all levels of management share their practical solutions to the management challenge you face every day. So let's get ready to jam. I'm your host, Rob Fonte. Welcome back to the Leadership Jam Session. If you're listening for the first time, my name is Rob Fonte. I'm a leadership development consultant and coach with more than 20 years experience in leading teams. For more information about me or how you can subscribe to the show, please visit my website at leadershipjamsession.com. Now enough about me. Today's episode will consist of a panel discussion with three highly accomplished leaders. And the topic you're going to hear us discuss today has to do with team unity, how to build cohesive teams. And we as managers, we know the ability to create teams that have that special bond within them is very difficult to accomplish. And yet, some leaders do it very, very well. So I hand-selected three leaders who are very effective at building cohesive teams. But at one time, all three of these guests that you're going to hear today, all three of them used to work together on the same team, including one of the guests being that team leader. So take a listen, as I'm sure you'll walk away with some very helpful tips that you can apply with your teams. So let's take a moment to introduce our panel of leaders. Our first leader is Eileen McKay, who has over 25 years of healthcare industry experience and is a very seasoned leader. Eileen, welcome to the Jam Session. Thanks, Rob. Happy to be here. Our next guest is Jim Lajeunesse, who has over 27 years of total healthcare industry experience. Jim, welcome to the Jam Session. Hey, Rob. Glad to be here. And our final guest is Matt McDonald, with over 21 years of healthcare experience. Matt, welcome to the Jam Session. How's it going, Rob, Eileen, and Jim? Great to be here. And I'm excited to have you guys on today because this is a very important topic. Jim and Matt, you guys used to work for Eileen. At one time, all three used to be on the same team, but Jim and Matt, you used to work for Eileen. You guys were sales reps. And Eileen, you were their manager. Eileen, you were the district sales manager of this team. And I know, Eileen, that you have a track record for building highly performing teams. Some of your teams have been at the top of the sales ranks for many years. But not only do you have the the performance that goes with it, but your teams have that special bond. You have the ability to build some great team unity. So perhaps you can share with us, what's the key to your success? One or two things that you did that really helped build that bond? Yeah, I would say the first and foremost, um, most important thing on any team to build cohesiveness and uh, unity is to establish mutual trust. Um, You can develop trust by several different things, I think, but what was was most effective with the team that we had is uh, we had mutual respect for each other, but not only that, we also individually all led by example. And then the second thing I would say is You know, when I look to hire folks, um, I look for a lot of diversity, right? Because everyone has different strengths. So it really becomes an individual uh, type of scenario, not just the team. So am I able to align those strengths and exploit those individual strengths to build a strong unity in a team that performs? So when you hire, so when you had openings and you hired individuals, you took uh, what it sounds like the fit component very seriously. Absolutely. Each individual has their own unique strength. And I think the high performing teams that perform consistently are those that can tap into each other and utilize their strengths to build upon their own performance. So let's turn to to Matt and Jim, because it's it's great to hear your perspective because you used to work for Eileen and now you guys are you you're all at separate companies and Matt and Jim, you guys have your own teams now that that you're managing. 
So from your perspective, what was it that really held that team that had that, that bond within the team? Matt, why don't you kick us off? I think for the team that Eileen led for those few years when we were all together, it was around that diversity of talent and that diversity of thought. And Eileen's ability to develop that mutual trust with each of us individually, support us individually, and then collectively as a team. That was where we knew having healthy debates, having a different approach to the business individually and as a team would be welcome. And it was Eileen who believed in us, hired strong people, and then gave us that runway to be successful. That's what ultimately built that that level of trust within that team, in my opinion. Okay, very good. Jim, how about you? Completely agree with Matt. Um, I would just add that I think everyone that worked for Eileen knew that she had just unconditional care for us. She used to always say, like, I love you guys, right? And it was, you know, it, it was very natural and we felt it. Um, there were times where, and particularly for me, there was times where she gave me some pretty tough love. But as we all know, you know, feedback's a gift and there was times where I needed it. But I knew that she always did it from a place of trying to make me get better. And I think that, that most of us on that team felt that. As Matt and Eileen said, this, this team, team did have a tremendous amount of mutual respect. I don't want to say there was nothing off limits, but we were very comfortable talking to each other about uncomfortable topics. Because uh, we knew sometimes we had to push through that. And, you know, Eileen kind of gave us that um, that steady hand where where we knew that that it was expected. If there was something that was standing in the way of getting us where we wanted to go, we, you know, we had to work it out. And, and we knew that. Um, I think that drew us closer together. I mean, a lot of us are still, you know, however many years it is later, a lot of us remain in touch, lifelong friends. Yeah, that's a great summary. I am curious because I know you you referenced before how Eileen always stated, you know, I love you guys. So I'm just curious, do, do you tell your team, Jim, uh, I love you guys? Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's probably a little awkward at times, you know, a couple, you know, but yeah, we uh, absolutely. And I think they know, um, look, I'm from Philly, right? Philly guy, city of brotherly love, although, you know, that gets a lot of jokes. But, but I think there is that, you know, that, that genuine care for people. You know, I've gotten plenty of feedback. I've gotten some tough love from my team. But, but one of the things that always comes across is they, they routinely say they – they believe that I care for them and, and their, their well-being, their success, uh, care for them as individuals, not just as, a, as an employee, but as a person. So I want to dive into that a little bit deeper and because you both kind of brought up the tough love or the healthy conflict. So what did that look like from your perspective? For me, it was getting to the, to the root of the, you know, whether it was a problem, whether it was a challenge, whether it was an opportunity, you know, being sort of stuck, whether with a team member or with a customer. It was having that open, honest conversation. Um, there was no hiding from anything within the team. We spent a tremendous amount of time together, engaged with one another. And Eileen's ability to have us feel comfortable being able to engage and talk like that with this team, people that you know we weren't friends with initially, we didn't know initially, we didn't have that history but yet she was able to create that cohesive group very quickly. She was able to coach to our individual strengths and then bubble that up to ultimately thrive within a group setting. And it was because of that open, honest, safe conversation and communication. So, you know, a lot of leaders, it's kind of like tongue in cheek. They say we have a, I'm going to create a very safe and open environment, right? <laughs> but 
the actions are very different at times. So Eileen, I'm curious, how did you create that open environment where people trusted that that's exactly the environment at hand? Well, again, I think first and foremost, you do have to lead by example. And I think I earned the respect of everybody on the team because they knew the why behind what I was doing and what my mission was, was to help them individually, but also as a team propel to success. I, I, I also think I've shown a lot of humility and vulnerability because listen, I've made a ton of mistakes and through owning my own mistakes and, and, and sharing those with my team members, we're all human. At the end of the day, we all make mistakes, but if you own your mistakes and learn from your mistakes, that's what makes you a better rounded individual. Matt, I think you hit the nail right on the head there, Eileen, that vulnerability as a leader, that's the secret sauce to building that trust. And I got to tell you, that is something that I took from that team, from your leadership to, um, you know, several future teams beyond the experience that we had together and, and received that feedback, which was your vulnerability, you putting yourself out there was ultimately what earned our trust as a team, not your years of sales success, not your awards and accolades. It was that vulnerability piece. And I, I think you hit the nail on the head with that comment. Thank you. It's amazing how some of us out there, some leaders out there that showing any sign of vulnerability is a sign of weakness. And yet what we're talking about, what I'm hearing is that's actually a, a sign of strength and really does help to create that, that safe environment where people can be more vocal, can be more open and honest. I am curious, Eileen, you know, giving tough love sometimes there is a difficult skill all, all in itself. And sometimes we as leaders shy away from that because we're afraid we might damage the trust that we're trying to build. And yet what I'm hearing from Jim and, and Matt, uh, that was not the case with you at all. In fact, uh, at times you made sure that your expectations were set and you provided the feedback, the right feedback when it was needed. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, again, communication is key to any organization. Um, it's not always what you say, but it's how you say it. And when you're giving that tough feedback, um, if they know that you have good intent with that feedback, they can receive it better. I think, you know, Eileen had this really good balance of um, not exactly sure how she did it, but she, she did provide constructive feedback, you know, tough love, however you want to say it, you know, but she did it in a caring fashion. I'll try and give you like an example. Um, you know, one of the things that Eileen worked really closely with me uh, at the time, I was, uh, you know, a salesperson, but I was kind of trying to develop as a, as a leader of people. And, you know, one of the, um, one of the challenges that I had to work through in my, in my journey was crucial conversation, having direct, firm, um, thoughtful conversations in, in high stress, critical situations. That was not, you know, my forte. And, you know, Eileen worked with me a lot repeatedly on that. And, you know, look, I made plenty of mistakes and she was always there. You know, she kind of helped me like model, like what this might look like. So we had, like, if I knew I was going to go into a, a really tough conversation where I was going to have to address something with like a peer salesperson or, or you know, or maybe an external customer. She would take some time and we'd role play that. We'd think through different scenarios. Um, if I was struggling, she would kind of model it because it was one of Eileen's strengths. And, you know, she, she was always there to pick me up if I fell down. But the other piece of this is that she never tried to force me or uh, shoehorn me into be doing it the way that she would do it. She pushed me to kind of find the way that I would do it within my own genuine style. 
And, you know, again, I still, you know, as, as a leader of people now, I try and emulate that, but I think, I feel like it's more of an art than science. So Jim, I appreciate you demonstrating your own vulnerability and talking about the areas of, of development and having, trying to have some more crucial conversations. And you did mention even with peers at times. So do you believe that helped you with maybe, and Matt, you kind of mentioned it before, that healthy conflict within the teams? As frontline leaders, you're going to be put in situations where you have to have tough conversations with people. Uh, one of the things I think it might have been in one of your courses, uh, you know, hope is not a strategy. So hoping for things to get better on their own, just it, it doesn't work, right? Um, things fester, they get worse potentially. So by, I think, firmly addressing some issues that, that, are, um, that are not going right, uh, in the context of, you know, look, we have a mutual goal we're trying to get here and something's getting in the way. You have to be able to kind of thoughtfully address your perspective on things, listen to the colleague's perspective, try and understand them and, you know, look to a, um, you know, a mutual, uh, a win-win sort of situation. And I think the thing, doing it in the safe environment of Eileen's team, everybody knew there was an expectation. If something was going wrong, like we need to get it right. There was an expectation. We all bought into that expectation that we had to work through this. And again, we, we you know, we tried to do it in a, uh, in a thoughtful, direct kind of a shared goals mindset. So Eileen, it's, it's important to highlight here. You set clear expectations with your team from a standpoint of here's the expectation of how we will approach each other on a team. And so I, I do want to highlight that, that setting expectations for the team is, is a big component of that, as well as providing the feedback to each individual member. It seems like there is a lot of focus on the individual and how the individual of the team really bubbles up to the collective of the team that helps to build that, that team unity. Matt? I think you bring, a, bring up a great point here. It's, it's the old saying, you win as a team, you lose as a team. We all recognize that we are professionals. We have a job to do to ultimately serve our customers and our patients. And we're going to get that done collectively leveraging one another. Eileen set that expectation and we were able to be successful because we all recognize and respected that we're a work in progress. We're not going to all have the answers and the solutions right now. But when you have that mindset that it's about progress and not perfection, right there, you're setting the stage of realistic achievement for, you know, towards those goals. We're all professionals. We left the egos at the door. Sometimes it was harder to leave some of the egos at the door at times, but that was something that Eileen, again, not only set the stage by by providing clear expectations around the business, but around how we were going to achieve it individually and as a team. So I think when you're developing trust um, among a cohesive team, what can go really wrong is when one member of your team is not holding up to their end of the bargain. So as a leader, you do have to make sure that you're holding people accountable and everybody has the same expectations but when you hold everybody accountable to the same expectations, that's when it's really good and it's cohesive. But when one or two members of the team are not performing or doing the very basic things, um, it, it could go really wrong. So it's a great point. And, you know, these are the individuals that are kind of what I dub as the energy absorbers, right? They just suck the life out of meetings and they are very challenging to deal with. So I am curious... How do you deal with these individuals? Well, I mean, initially you have to have um, an open, honest conversation. You know, making sure that you're aligned on the goals is important because if, if you understand the why of what you're doing, then 
you can have a better perspective on what are the expectations. And ultimately, within all of our industries, it's all about the patient at the end of the day. But as an organization, we have very specific goals, whether it's numbers or marketing or different, different areas of the business. But I think it's important to have that open, honest uh, conversation initially to make sure you're both aligned. And then when you work with that individually, um, you, you look at things differently. You try to put yourself in their shoes and say, well, have you tried this or have you gone through this specific example to try and help give them opportunities where maybe they missed it and they can try a different avenue. Um, but it's when it, when it becomes a real struggle when that individual is not in alignment with you, the organization, the team, it can be very, very disruptive to the entire team. Jim? Yeah, I was just going to follow up on the point that both uh, Matt and Eileen made before. This team, there were clear expectations. We talked a little bit about, um, you know, there was an expectation that if there was anything going wrong that we were going to fix it. The other expectation that this team absolutely had, we expected to win. And we did, right? But everybody on this team put a lot into winning. We all bought into that. It could have just been a group of like really kind of nice, moderately accomplished people, but we had the expectation as a team that we were going to be really high performing. We had a little, maybe some people said we had a little swag, a little swagger in our step or whatever, but we did expect to win. Um, and everyone was bought in on that. And I think that to this point about if somebody's not holding up their, uh, their part of the, the deal, um, when you have a group of people that are committed to win, it's not just going to be the manager saying, hey, look, you're not living up to what we what we committed to as a team. There's going to be this peer pressure from everybody else on the team that's going to be, you know, um, it's going to be really strong. Good, Eileen. And so when I, refl- when I reflect back to um, one of my initial district meetings, I'm not sure. No, Jim and Matt were not on the team at that point, but we had another individual on the team that ran a workshop and it's the five dysfunctions of a team, right? And when you read this book and you dive into um, accountability, it really is critical that, you know, me as a leader, yes, I have expectations and I hold you accountable individually, but do your peers hold you accountable, right? And that's when you, you can lead without authority, but you can hold people accountable to perform. Matt, go ahead. That's a phenomenal workshop to run, regardless of the, of the state of cohesiveness of a team at any point. There's so much value to learn from that workshop. But to another point that Eileen made around accountability within the team, having that open, honest discussion with that individual or individuals and understanding at the core why they're functioning or not aligning is, is the first step to at least say, I'm in this to help and support you. When you lay that foundation and then the ultimate outcome isn't perhaps what the individual or individuals perceived. You at least created that fair balance, right? Right from the beginning. Um, and again, whenever there was a situation, we didn't have it to that extent, like we're talking about on that team, but we've all been on teams at different, at different times when that's been the case. You have to understand that it's not just about you as an individual. You are an individual contributor on a team that has higher goals and um, having those very open and honest discussions immediately when the the foundation starts to crack is critical because ultimately if you don't the rest of the team is going to start to lose respect and faith in you as a leader because you're taking the easy way out by not recognizing that there's potentially a challenge might not be an easy road to go down 
right? So if any leader has had to go down that road with an individual or, or multiple individuals, it's not easy. But when you do come out of it, um, regardless of the, of the outcome, right? When you've moved beyond uh, the cracks in the foundation and things start to smooth out, boy, you look back and you, you're a stronger leader for it and the team will also see that. To Matt's point, your team will thank you We've all been in situations, I've had situations where you've addressed these issues and it's, it can be a little, it can be dicey at times. But if you do it, as Matt said, in, in the context of caring, trying to help you get better, trying to help us all pull in the same direction. If you do that and that person shows improvement, I've been in situations where other members of the team who didn't know that this was being addressed, they didn't know directly this was being addressed, but they call and say, hey, what's up with such and such? Because it's gotten a lot better. Um, it's, it's a pretty cool thing. Yeah. And I'm glad you guys brought that up. Uh, and, and Jim, I think you mentioned this before, you know, the strategy of, if you see a problem and don't address it, hoping is not coaching, hoping that it's going to get better. I can guarantee you is never the outcome. Right. And there is it's not pretty. Right. And there is that level of expectation from the other team members that you as a manager, there's an expectation that you're going to address it and you're going to deal with it. And as you said, it may not be pretty, but that is the responsibility of the leader to make sure that they are coaching to the individual, right? It goes back to the individual. I do want to highlight a couple things. I'm glad that you brought up, Eileen, the Pat Lancioni's book, The Five Dysfunctions of a Team. I am fortunate as my company, we are a, an approved partner where we do deliver that workshop and it is a fantastic workshop. But I do want to go back to one of the themes you guys were talking about. One of the keys to the success of building a very cohesive team is the ability to have open and honest dialogue with each other as colleagues. And that gets to the other pillar of that, that workshop, which is conflict. And I know you guys talked about having good, open, honest debates. And every time people hear the word conflict, they immediately go to the dark side. But we know in order for a team to build great synergy, there needs to be that healthy conflict, that good type of conflict. It's the only way we get better by giving each other that, that feedback, by holding each other accountable, but also knowing that it's coming from a good place. It's that mutual respect piece. It all goes back to the intent of the conversation. If the folks or individuals that you're having this conflict resolution conversation with know that you're coming from a good place it all reflects on it's not what you say it's how you say it as well matt you bring up a great point if you set the stage and set the tone right because as leaders it's all about setting the tone with your team if you set the tone that the goal is to not change your opinion by listening to me the goal is to learn from one another understand and hear where each of you are coming from but it's not necessarily for the entire team to only think one way to solve the problem if, if you set that tone and be honest about that i think you know defenses are dropped and you can have the healthy debate and ultimately use that debate to get the team unified through some points that they may mutually agree upon to get to the end result but if, if you set the tone and say listen we all need to think one way regarding this problem um, as it pertains to the solution, the defenses go up. And again, that you're not embracing that diversity of thought and talent. For leaders that think that highly cohesive teams are, there's all kumbaya and, you know, rainbows and lollipops. While there is that, that great bond that takes place, it's not like that behind the scenes. There is that, 
uh, for all the reasons you guys are talking about, all these things that kind of come together where you do need that debate, that good, healthy debate, but there is difference of opinions. There's people holding each other accountable. That really does lend to building a more cohesive team. I'll add to that another theme that is continuously coming through. While the manager certainly sets the expectations, and Eileen, well, all of you would agree with this because, you, you know, Matt and Jim, you guys are leading your teams now as well. There is a tremendous amount of work, from what I'm hearing, being done behind the scenes at the individual level that really does lend to building that cohesive team. A lot of leaders out there think there's a, you know, is there, what, what's the magic bullet for building a very cohesive team? There really isn't a magic bullet. There's a lot of work being done behind the scenes on an individual level that really does sum up the greater team. And a good example of that, again, when I go back to the initial question you had asked is when you're building good, cohesive teams, um, one of the key areas is diversity, right? We all bring something unique and different to the team. And if you're able to leverage that, it's it's an awesome feeling that, to have that everybody's contributing, but just in a different way. Go ahead, Matt. I think to that point, Eileen gave us that platform. It was never an environment where you're the newest member from the, to the team. You need to wait a couple of years until you've earned that right to do X, Y, and Z, or to lead without authority, or to get in front and, and lead a district meeting. Eileen was hiring talent um, from all different components of the industry, promoting from within the organizations. And so she didn't waste any time. If there was a need and someone could you know, lead without authority and help elevate that team, she sought after that and put that individual on, uh, you know, on that, on that pedestal to be able to, to impact the team positively. And I think people saw that and respected that. And, and, and it made us more open to want to learn and engage from one another. I mean, our best resource is one another, right? At the end of the day. And she, she created that environment. And so um, again, just another example of, of why people were so responsive in wanting to work so hard for her in order to get the job done for our customers. I agree. I think if you were to go back and pull every, there was, there was this one group that we were together for, I don't know, 18, 24 months. And, and that was like a pinnacle of performance. I remember one year at a national meeting, I think more than half the team won uh, the most prestigious sales award in the organization. And, you know, we all celebrated each other on that. But I think if you were to go back and ask every member of that team, Try to remember day one when we first came together, there were some very, very different personalities, some very different people. And I don't know that anyone would have predicted that we were going to become that tight knit, that cohesive and that successful. And I think if you're managing teams right now and you're listening to this, I think it's important to pause and think through this because I know it can be scary at times hiring people on your team who are very, very different from how you approach things and from how members of your team approaches things. But what you're hearing here is that is the key to building a very cohesive team. What it sounds like is that you're leveraging each other's talents and to some degree, building upon your own skills by making each other better. Last question for you guys, and this is uh, Jim and, and Matt. Based on your experience on this team, based on your experience with working for Eileen, how do you approach your teams? I think if there was three things that I take away from you know my time being on that, that team, you got to build a bedrock of trust, right? You have to just repeatedly tell people, guys, look, if something's on your mind, 
you need to bring it up, right? Uh, you need to bring forth, if there's a problem, like bring up the problem, let's find solutions. But, but you know, you really need to, and then that's not something you can just say once, you have to say it over and over and over again and really mean it, right? And, and so again, I think part of the magic of this team was that we were, uh, we became unafraid of talking about difficult things that made us better, drew us closest, closer together. You know, it was rooted in trust and respect. Um, again, the other thing, you know, I've mentioned this a couple of times is, is, you know, we all knew that Eileen cared for us genuinely, right? Um, she, you know, and we would hear that you know, she would go to bat for us. Um, you know, she's a mama bear, right? And, and I think as a, um, as a team member, uh, you need to know your leader's got, has your back, right? Because again, you know, we all make mistakes. We all fall at times sometimes, but she was there to kind of give us direction, pick us up. And, and help us get better. We knew that like unquestionably. Identifying and leveraging, you know, your your individual people's strengths and, and not being afraid to let them fly. Identify what they do well and let them do it more often, help them do it more effectively. They're, they're, they're just gonna, you know, it's just gonna feel better, right? And they're gonna experience a lot higher level of success. So I, those are the things that I try to do with my team. Um, you know, I can't say I consistently do them, but that's kind of what I shoot for. Matt? I mean, very similar themes uh, with regards to my experience and takeaways, as Jim mentioned. I would say that that vulnerability piece, um, you know, to Jim's point, ensuring that the team knows that you genuinely care about them. You got to hug it out, tell them, tell them you love them, what, whatever your style is. But that's going to lead to the trust. And um, I think that's that's one of the key critical factors. I think number two, setting clear expectations for individuals and then also as a team, right? You know, all the individual components have to ladder up to that ultimate team goal and objective. And Eileen did a really nice job of that. And I would say the third piece is surround yourself with really, really strong people. And you, you build a diverse team, you hold them accountable, you let them fly, but you wanna bring people around you that are stronger than you, that are gonna elevate you and the team. And if you've got that confidence in yourself to do that and your team sees that, they're going to respect you and work hard for you. Um, and again, I still call Eileen to this day. I've had multiple roles beyond working for Eileen. And, um, you know, I still hear her and, uh, you know, in the back of my head sometimes saying, oh, are you sure about this or that? And uh, I mean, that's the sign of an impactful leader that, you know, truly had, uh, you know, an impact on my life professionally. Well, I do want to thank uh, the three of you for coming on the show and sharing your experiences as being on the team with Eileen, but also sharing some of your experiences and how you approach your teams. I have no doubt our listeners will walk away with tremendous insights on how to build better cohesive teams. Thanks. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, Rob. Thank you, Rob. Thanks so much for listening in today. If you're interested in learning more about the show or how we can assist you through my leadership consulting company, then please visit my website at leadershipjamsession.com.